G'day guys, I'm Aaron Schultz and this is episode number eight of the Outback Mind podcast. Uh, very much for joining in. I've got a gentleman by the name of Scotty Page on the phone with me, on the, on the line with me today to talk about his journey. Scott has got a tremendous story, uh, basically coming uh, a full a full circle from uh, from uh, being a hyperactive uh, young fellow like many of us, but also turning his life around and getting into Ironman and uh, incre- incredible athletic pursuits that he's actually been able to achieve. Just turned fifty. Uh, and he's not stopping there, so it's going to be a a good uh, a good uh, session to be able to talk to Scott about what's actually happened in his life so far and where he's got to now and where he wants to go. So uh, sit back and enjoy our conversation. I'm sure you're going to get a lot from Scott and his experience and what he's been up to uh, throughout his 50 years. Are you there, mate? G'day. How are you going, Aaron? Good, mate. How are you going? Very well. Thank you very much for uh, for making time to join me. Oh, mate, my pleasure, mate. If uh, you know, I always get a little bit excited when, firstly, uh, when I speak to you because I, uh, I feel like um, we're kind of on this same journey together. But, uh, <laughs> but, but, but do I, we're stepping it out our own way. Yeah, that's right. We're we're only eight or nine months apart, you know. So. Um, uh, I turned 50 this year as well, and geez, I tell you what, I feel a lot better than what I did when I was maybe 25 or 20, and I reckon you're probably the same, so. Oh, totally. As, yeah, uh, I think, um, yeah, wouldn't you love to have the mind that you got now? Wouldn't you love to in your mid-20s to have um, to have that sort of mindset? Um, well, that we have now, you know. The the good thing about what we're doing here, mate, is it's actually going to be able to reach young blokes, so they can uh, they can start to uh, hear these sorts of things. So this is why I'm really passionate about doing this because it can really spread far and wide, and it can help uh, a young fella that may be at that uh, turning point in his life to to find some inspiration and say, well, no, I'm not going to take this path. I'm going to take another one, and we're going to talk about your journey and and sort of you know where you went. Uh, sort of uh, off track in that too. So, mate, start from the beginning for me, uh, Scotty Page from day one and and, uh, and lead us through the journey. Wow. Well, yeah, I was actually, um, when you when you approached me this afternoon and um, or, or actually yesterday and said, uh, would you jump on, you know, it's not, um, it, it's it's when you start to sit down and think about it and you go, well, what am I going to talk about? <laughs> well, well, what can I share? What can I share that could um, hopefully you know, make a difference to someone and, mate, you start at a point and there's so many, so many things that you can share. I guess the best, as you said, the best best place to start is probably at the beginning. Mm. You know, I um, I come from a really good family. Um, you know, my, uh, you know, my, my mum has, has always been there, although uh, I, I, was, I was brought up at a period of my life my stepfather, um, but you know they were very supportive of me, and you know I, I come from a sporting career, um, a sporting background. Yeah. You know I, I was I was representing uh, state cricket at you know the age of under twelve, schoolboys, and you know going all through that sort of system, etc. And um, yeah, so I had that sort of fitness background, I guess, but it's it, it, slightly different to running. I reckon you would have been a wicket keeper. 
Mate, I wasn't. Actually, no. I was uh, I was an opening batsman, right. to be honest. A left-hander? Um, what's that? Left-hander. I was a left-hander, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah funny can, enough. I, I can tell, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so left-handed opening batsman and um, played a lot of cricket, a lot of cricket, a lot of... A lot of my school holidays and everything was taken up with, um, with you know, state carnivals and, and cricket championships and cricket camps and things like that, mm. right up till the age of 17. And, you know, I went overseas to play a bit of cricket as well over in England and, um, yeah, pretty focused. And I, I, remember, um, I remember being over in England and um, anyone who's been in the UK, you know, it's a pretty wild social life over there. Mm. Um, and I remember... Uh, getting an injury and uh, uh, getting an injury and, and I spent a lot of time in the pubs over there because of that injury so you know I wasn't able to play cricket well that was my first uh, and foremost reason for being over there mm. and of course I sort of just slid back into that habit or slid into that habit of I've drank in heaps uh, and you know taken uh, taken all other illicit, illicit substances as well mm. Uh, socially, and then eventually, you know, that became a bit of a habit. So, can you talk um, to us uh, about that, mate? Uh, what were you, uh, what were you into, and what sort of an effect was it having on your life, mate? I, I guess uh, for me, it was it became a bit of a party drug. But speed was probably the big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're talking, uh, you know, uh, early nineties to mid nineties, mm. and speed was quite prevalent. I came back to Australia and. You know, I sort of had a taste of, uh, I guess, the nightlife and, and dance parties and things like that over in raves overseas and came back to Australia and it was sort of taking off. So I kind of, I, I just gravitated towards that social life, you know. Mm. And uh, did... Uh, hang on, I've lost you, mate. Well, you've, you've cut out, mate. All good, we've got you back, mate. Go for it. Yeah, so I, I, I kind of came back to Australia and, um, yeah, my desire, I, I guess I had a thirst for, uh, for illicit substances. And uh, whilst it, became, it was social, um, you know, it's, uh, it was just that, you know, for me it was just uh, the high that I, I, I look forward to every week, mm. um, I guess. And I, uh, slowly but surely it sort of overtook my life. What were you, uh, so cricket uh, Cricket went uh, downhill from there? Yeah, of course, mate. It's, yeah. uh, cricket had its place and to me I was done with my my cricket career, which was very, very short in the, in the open men's sort of section. You know, I probably only had a couple of years. I got that injury. I didn't have the fight in me to, to get back. And, you know, as I said, the pubs in England and um, and, and the illicit substances sort of took over. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I got myself a job and, um, you know, my parents had been in business uh, all their lives and, you know, I was sort of swept up into the uh, into the family business as well. Um, so all of a sudden I could use this substance, this speed, uh, not socially, but I could actually use it to run a pub Yeah, yeah. in country New South Wales and, yeah, so all of a sudden uh, this, this, this thing that was on tap to me, I could use it to uh, to get around the room and and entertain and and uh, you know, which, uh, you know, last sleep was a Friday night and next next sleep was a Tuesday morning. You know, <laughs> Jeez, so you just keep going for a few days. 
Yeah, yeah, I did, mate. And um, what it's what I found for me, um, you know, if you take all the, the negative shit about drugs out of it, you know, I probably did have concentration problems. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I uh, my mind tended to drift when I was when I was in conversation with people, etc. And mm. this drug bought me time. It bought me um, a bit of presence. Yes. Yep. Yep. Mate. Um Amazing, isn't it? When you when you think about it, we come to these drugs because uh, uh, we're at a low point in our lives, perhaps. Um, yeah. Uh, because we don't have the self awareness to be able to move through that. I suppose yep. we have the ability to be able to go to something that's easy, and and that for you might have been that it gave you some stimulation that uh, that made you feel good, and then all of a sudden. The uh, the ego kick, kicks in and you want more and more of it and it, it sort of takes oh, takes, sure. t- t- takes control. So, um, mate. Um, so it was speed. It was anything else? Look, it was speed. It was that was probably the main thing. Yeah. And it was you know started out um, you know harmlessly you know taking it orally etc cetera, etc. Cetera. And in the end, mate, I was a junkie. You know, mm. I was injecting. I was injecting probably, you know, a thousand bucks a week worth of gear. Um, you know, and that's over a ten year period. Yeah. I uh, got to that. And uh yeah, all of a sudden you realise this is serious shit. Um, mm. this is this is really seriously had an effect on relationships, had an effect on on uh on on my day to day activities. Um, you know, so but it just creeps up on you. Mm-hmm. Amazing mate. Um we're going to go on to part two very soon, but um, uh, it's yeah, it's when you sort of hit that low point, that you come out the other end, and you know what I what I, I'm sure everyone would like to hear is when you sort of what what was it that you that you, that sparked the change, and, and how did you come out of it to where you are now? Mate, I had um, I, I was very very I guess I was back in you know back in the mid nineties. There wasn't a lot of a lot of rehab houses and things like that that there was today, but there wasn't the sheer volume of people who who had got hooked on these substances. So I actually went to hospital. Um, you know, I was I was I knew I was in in trouble. Mm. Uh, I actually went to hospital to rehab to uh, you know to, to 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 get help. And I remember my second stint in rehab. Uh, one of the ladies who was pushing around my the dinner. She was a volunteer. Mm. And most of those volunteers, I didn't realise at the time, but they were all uh, re- reformed addicts, uh, so they'd been down the same journey as me. Anyway, she just asked me one night, she said to me, she said, how are you going with this rehab program? And I said, um, oh, yeah, I'm going all right. You know, I'm just doing my time here and I'll be fine in a couple of weeks. And rah, rah, rah. she goes, yeah, just remember, she said, every addiction has a beginning, a middle and an end. Mm. And she said, where are you at? And she just left it at that and kept walking. And it got, it just triggered me, mate. I'm just thinking, fucking hell, if I'm in, if I'm in the middle here, mate, we're a long way off the end. Or if I'm at the end, mm. then we can start actually doing stuff. Mm. Anyway, I got me thinking, anyway, two days later, I actually checked out of rehab myself and I went home and that was the last time I ever touched gear. So, mm. you know, that one person, who went that little extra step in her in her day to day activity and asked me that really cool question? It, it that was the turning point. Unbelievable! There you go. Oh, 
Absolutely. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot I had to do after I decided to uh, to give the gear away. There's a lot I had to do to climb up to get to the top of the mountain again. Yeah. Um, but it's, um, you know, it just gave me the strength and the desire to go to put one step in front of the other. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, uh, it's it's interesting. Like this is this is why we're doing this tonight, and this is why I, I really want to do this is because it, it'll be something that you will say, or I'll say, or someone will say at some point in time, which actually helps someone realise shit. And that's all. It, it just takes that flick of a switch to be able to take you on another another pathway um, to be able to redirect yourself. And you know that that individual was there. Uh, for a reason uh, on that day and I believe that I, I turned up in your life and you turned up in my life for a reason on that day that we met you know so um, you know if you actually realize that, uh, that that life is transforming for you consistently um, and and the right things are always uh, you know popping up if you're actually open to listen to them and you're not fixed in the mind so much to be able to close things off you know so that's uh, that's a real really beautiful um, analogy well, of what's happened to you I totally agree with you, mate. It's funny. I, I, if we could just um, sort of shoot off a little bit, when, mate, when you when you and I met, I just run. <laughs> I just traced. We were the first people to run seventy eight k through the jungle on the Gold Coast, mm. uh, from O'Reilly's to the beach. So I was actually in at Wild Earth that day, mm. uh, that afternoon to do a, a news report. And I remember seeing you out of the corner of my eye, and you just sort of you and I just sort of locked eyes, and we. We kind of knew we had to say good day to each other, mm. um, and that mate, I remember that as clear as day. So, yeah, so, so yeah, you're right. You know, sometimes those little moments in time make all the difference. You know, I've always uh, read books. You know, sports commentators, sports coaches, and things like that, like mentor sort of stuff. And there was a famous coach in the NRL circles years ago called Jack Gibson. And he had, a, he had a quote that he always said, that it's the start that stops most people. Mm. Um, and I've always worn that as a bit, of a, a bit of a badge as well. You know, that first step in a different direction is, is, is based on fear. Yes, oh, absolutely. It's really our default setting for a lot of us, isn't it? Yeah, what's your mind, isn't it? So your ego saying, no, 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 you keep going this way. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, unreal, mate. So, so moving moving through from that stage, you obviously yep. took control of your life through fitness again, and, and obviously, uh, yeah, it'd be good to get a, a bit of an idea of what you've done and how the journey started well, and sort of where it went to. Mate, I had a good look in the mirror, and I'm even looking in the mirror today. And if you're if you're an addict, if you've got an addictive nature, mm. look, you could spend two lifetimes, and I've 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 mentored a few guys over the years and I've said to them, look, you can't, you is what you is. You can't change. If you have like an A-type personality where you're quite addictive by nature, don't waste too much time on that. All you can do is change your habit. Mm. So if you're a habitual by nature, change your habit. Mm. Um, you know, for me, it was, it was running. I found that that running gave me that endorphin rush mm. that I was chasing. It gave me that that clarity, that that refresher, that that ability to be present. Mm. You know, that ability to be present in a room. After I went out and went for a run, 
and I had a social gathering, mate, I was, I could get around the room, I could talk to people, I wasn't daydreaming. Yes. I didn't have ADHD because I found that thick. Yeah, absolutely, mate. It's your, it's your, nat- your flow state, your natural state of being. Yeah, look, I know, I'll, I'll take you back to um, my first ever run. Now, now, during this period where I was hooked on the gear, I actually had another habit, and that was smoking a packet of cigarettes a day. Shit. Um, yeah, yeah, so... My wife, uh, she said to me, you know, you've cleared everything out of, your, out of your skeleton closet. She said, the last thing you haven't cleared is a cigarette. She said, I can't handle being with a smoker. So she said, you're going to have to, you're going to have to, it's me or the friggin' cigarettes. Mm. So it took me a while to do it. Anyway, I had a mentor at the time and he said, mate, I used to smoke when I was younger. I said, well, how the fuck did you give these things away? Mm. He said, mate, every time I felt like a cigarette, I'd go for a run. I said, right, that's going to be me. So i never forget, I felt like a cigarette that night and I went for a run. And my first ever run was from telegraph pole to telegraph pole. Mm. And I blew, I blew up like a puffer fish. I yeah. was that exhausted. Yeah, Mate, yeah. fast forward 10 years after that and my longest run uh, last year, I ran 180K through the bush. In one so, go? In one go? It, yeah, when, oh, it took me five days to do it. Yep. I slept rough. So my longest run that that the first day was 70K, mm-hmm. and then I backed it up with a marathon the next day, and it just got a little bit smaller and a little bit smaller. Mm. So there were 10 hours. Each day was 10 hours of running. Mm. So, yeah, through the bush. Unreal. Yeah. Unreal. And then so that, just, that, that's it. I just... Uh, just wanted to, to uh, like, obviously uh, congratulate you for that first effort because for me yeah. it was to run around the block. Uh, yeah. and, and, and then I went back the next day and I thought, well, I can go a bit further. And then the next day I went yeah. a bit further. And all of a sudden, after yeah. a period of time, it just built up and and you, you does, just feel, feel amazing. Uh, it's it's all all within, within all of us. If we've got the ability to be able to put our feet on the ground and we haven't got too many physical uh, problems, we can actually start to move our body functionally and uh, and running is such a beautiful thing because it actually just settles the mind down as well once the breath gets into a rhythm the mind follows that and the body starts to follow as well as you you've uh, you've understood and worked out yeah well i mean you know we put you know we put food into our bodies um to to function but what do we do for our mind you know we we've got to feed it we have to feed it with something mm. you know and and the best the best way to start your day, I reckon, is to is to, to get moving, put a little bit of sweat on your brow. Mm. And it's amazing how, you know, runners will tell you this, the problems they had going into a run are just so insignificant when they finish that run. Yes, that's you right. Know? Yes. Oh, you know. And then add that, I mean, in later years, and I, I mean, this is something that, um, you know, I've touched on in recent times. You know, two years ago, I started my meditation journey, mm. uh, and that's been epic, mm. you know, to take after a run when your pathways are all open and you sit out and, you know, you meditate. I think my first meditation was three minutes, and, you know, now I'm very comfortable with sitting down for 15 minutes after a run. And mm. uh, it's just, you know, it's your anchor in your life. It really is. Yes, yeah, that's right. It's uh, and it's something that you would not have been able to do as a young boy playing cricket. No, not at all. Yeah, you know, not at all. Same with um, me. He's very, very uh, hyperactive and uh, couldn't sit still for five minutes to save myself. You know. Oh, absolutely. You know, and thank God we grew up in an era where there wasn't social media. You know, an iPad, an iPhone, a a friggin' 
TV that you you can watch your program whenever you want, like Netflix. And thank God I didn't have that as well because mm. I don't know how I would have handled it. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah, you'd be distracted the whole time, staying up all night, looking at oh. the screen, not sleeping, all that, you know? Oh, mate. Yeah, 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 totally. Where would the reset happen, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah forcing you against so, nature. And you would have liked the podcast I did with Mark Bunn recently, and uh, he spoke about just going with the flow of life and the rhythm of life with Ayurveda, with what he, with what he teaches and how we're, we're working against that uh, consistently. But once we understand yeah. the principles or the, the laws of, of, uh, of humanology, uh, then we can actually have yeah. the tools to be able to uh, work, uh, work against, uh, sorry, work with uh, our, our bodies rather than against it. Yeah. yeah. That's it. I was actually uh, having, a, having a catch up with a good mate of mine this afternoon. We're talking about, I guess elite sports and where it's heading, and um, you know, with that, that that many distractions in front of you each each minute of the day, like you've got say three devices, etc., and you're dealing with everyday life. How can we ask our young uh, people of today to focus on one specific goal, mm-hmm. and that would be say to make the Olympics every four years? And throw a discus or a javelin or whatever. Mm. When we've got all these other ninety percent of the week, they're they're focused on four or five goals. Yeah, you know, yeah. how can you ask them to to be so focused on one thing? Yeah, you know, that's it's, true. it's it's really tough. It really is tough for the young generation today. Interesting uh, with cricket, mate. Like you would have spent a lot of time in the nets. Uh, as, yeah. as did I when I was young. That was your whole thing. It was just in the nets and the nets. And you'd get home yeah. and you'd watch the cricket on telly or, you know, uh, you wouldn't have all the, the distractions that we, we have these days. So you couldn't pull the yeah, phone out right. of your bag uh, to check what's going on outside of the environment that you're in. You were, you were in the environment that you're in. You never had any, uh, any distractions at all. Uh, you paid attention to what was going on around you, and then you That's you just it. live life quite simply. So it's actually like really important that we help other people uh, to be aware of that and give their attention to what they're doing in the present moment. I suppose as much as possible. And Scott, I see, I see people all the time running with uh, with devices, uh, you know, things in their ears. Um, oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, they're getting away from the the gift of what's actually happening, uh, and and the lesson that can be learned from being able to 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 move uh with with the environment that you're in rather than sort of your mind being somewhere else yeah that's totally right yeah i see that as well i see that you know with you know even with uh running to your own rhythm but you see people running to the rhythm of the song that they're on that they're listening to or you know it's it's very it's a very unnatural process it truly is Mm. once your breath gets into a nice flow into a into a rhythm I wrote in the book yeah. uh, that I, I, I sort of put together, I said, my mind got still. Uh, when, I, when I was running for you know, a long period of time, I just got in this beautiful flow with my breath and everything was just working pristinely, like full lung capacity type stuff. And your mind is saying, okay, I'm safe here. Uh, I don't need to be thinking. Then I can just go with what's happening. And, and that's the real gift. And you'll find that with meditation too. Like settle the mind down everything will follow that and you get back to some profound states of, of being um part of what we're in in this world you know it's not just about what's dominating your thoughts it's about being part of the the system um uh, of life or the the flow of life that we're we're all uh gifted with i suppose, I suppose at the end of the day yeah yeah we are look unfortunately you know i 
I was talking to another mate the other day about this, and you know, unfortunately, at the moment, the world is their decisions are based on fear. Yes. Um, you know, uh, you know, the way we walk is based on fear. Everything, you know, we we're getting away from that that just that purity of love, mm. Um, mm. love for nature, love for you know our next door neighbours, love for you know just just the simple things in life. It's um, unfortunately the TV and everything is dominated by that fear factor, and yeah, it's uh, it's it's a really tough. It's a tough situation, isn't it? Mate, um, we can talk a lot more about that, but primarily if you can keep people in a fear state, in a shame state, in a guilt state, you'll sell them things. And, yeah. Um, if you're in that uh, mindset consistently, then you'll be more susceptible to actually make decisions that uh, give you temporary happiness. So consuming something, buying something, um, making decisions that are impermanent uh, or, 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 or I shouldn't say impermanent but like temporary things that are going to give you that sense of uh, peacefulness but if you can actually be self-aware enough to sort of avoid that type of thing and understand what's actually going on then you make more functional um, uh, choices in your life which are going to help sustain you um, you know and keep your mental health well as well you know there's a, a big shift uh, with what's going on um, at the moment uh, in mankind, but if we're able to do the things that, that that we do to keep us grounded, then we can sort of avoid that, I suppose. It's interesting when uh, you know I make my alarm goes off at three fifty a.m. every morning, mm-hmm. and you know I've got a business to run, but I you know there's a lot of self love that happens prior to my business opening. Yeah, and I see a sunrise every morning, and I've got to tell you, when you see a sunrise and a sunset you realise that the universe doesn't give a shit about pandemics. Yes. It's such a small spit in the ocean. Yeah. Uh, and it's actually really empowering to to, to see this, uh, you know, this universe do its thing and it doesn't miss a beat. Mm. Um, and it's, um, it's you know, we, we just need to, uh, I guess, breathe. Yeah, that's right. And, and, and I really encourage you in the morning to watch everything else going about their business so all the all the wildlife and that's that's actually um doing what they're meant to do you know there's no thoughts going into that they're just intuitively knowing so our intuition as humans is to really get up when that sun's coming up that's our wake cycle and then we sort of we start to slow down at the end of the day when the sun sets and that's really the 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 flow of nature for a human being and we're sort of forcing against that consistently you know so um, yeah. So in in ancient um, uh, Ayurveda, in, in, in various sciences, um, it's called sadhana. So sadhana is that time of the morning when the mind's most settled. So when the mind's most settled, you can actually like really watch what's going on in, in life in its essence uh, without all the distractions, you know? Um, That's so, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My, my body automatically wakes up at that time, you know, and... Um, if you're sort of forcing against it uh, at night, then you will you will not wake up well because your body's still trying to clean itself out and so forth. But if you give your body and mind a chance to settle before you go to bed uh, by not eating a big meal and so forth uh, often and doing some meditation before you go to bed, if you can, then you'll go to bed in a peaceful state, wake up naturally like we're meant to, and you can start to uh, to commence your, your life as we're, we're meant to as well without all distractions. So... Uh, the world is very stimulated, but if you can do the fundamental simple things like that, then all of a sudden 
you start to become in, in rhythm with, with everything. And it's, it's mate, you hit it on the head because the sun's been coming up, the sun's been going down for thousands and thousands of years. Um, we just need to be able to uh, adopt the, the simple principles of life which have always been there. Yeah, look, I totally agree with you. You know, we can overplay the play. Uh, and, we, you know, by overplaying the play, you know, that, that, that mind becomes conditioned to external stuff that um, really, you know, as I said, the universe doesn't really give a shit about. Yeah, it doesn't. No, you're right. Absolutely, mate. And uh, um, it's, it's always going to be the same. That's the thing. It's always going to be the same. So... We, uh, we just need to be smart about how we, we, we function as humans and as men. Like we're, we're both sort of 50 now and, you know, getting back to what we discussed earlier, being able to pass this knowledge on to a young man, so in his early 20s or whatever it may be, can actually have these skills and this understanding and knowing. So when he moves into his 30s, 40s and 50s, he's going to be so much more advanced than, than us possibly. But, um, you know, it's, it's not a competition life. It's all about... Uh, experience and journey and, and you hit it on the head with, uh, with with the word love before because that's why I believe all this was created if, uh, if we can come to that uh, that sense of love within ourselves and for everything around us then all of a sudden we start to feel at peace and that's a, a high level of consciousness rather than the, the low levels of fear and guilt and shame and all those sorts of things where we can go quite easily yeah I totally agree with you I um you know, I, I've done a little bit of work over the years uh, mentoring uh, with with young young fellows uh, in rehab. Um, right. And, you know, I said, you know, I, I've said to them over the years, I've said, mate, if you can get through this, if you can get through, get on the other side of this, you know, this addiction, um, you have a superpower. Mm. And that superpower is you, you'll be... Honestly, you you won't realise that superpower until you actually have it, and it's the ability to you've conquered probably. You know, I I just talked about running 180k in the bush, but that's nothing. Mm. That is absolutely nothing on you know conquering uh, the grips of addiction. Mm. Um, you know, and you can just come out the other side and just be a better human because of it, and you share the love. Yes. You share the love. That's right, because you. You, you've been able to experience something which has been challenging, but as you know, with running or whatever it is you're doing in life, if you can embrace that challenge and move through it, you will have a lot of resistance. But once you sort of break through that, whether whether it was the first uh, you know run you did between post to post or the first run around the block uh, or whatever, if you can actually like just allow yourself to to move through, then then these habits can be overcome the addiction can be overcome like the, the guys in the drugs are uh, you know are experiencing and uh it's, it's any small change that you want to try and make can be can be achieved if you just give yourself um some self-confidence to be able to, to say it's okay mate um and move move through it yeah look i i totally agree with you mate and um there's a lot of uh, a lot of people out there that are self-medicating Mm. Uh, you know, in, in various ways, and you know, if, if 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 they can just get out there in nature and and just get a little bit of what I call the sweat on the brow, mm. it's amazing how these things tend to sort of sort themselves out or disappear. Mm, mate, it's only been these challenges. Well, it's only been two hundred and whatever years since Australia was colonised. So the indigenous people are living that way and flow consistently. You know, and there's so much to learn from them that we're not really adopting and understanding and appreciating 
to be able to get back to that nature, that natural rhythm of life again. And it's available there. We're just going to jump in the car, get out to it as, as much as we possibly can to, uh, to, to you know, put the feet in the sand, to put the, the feet on the, on the dirt, to be able to touch a tree, to do all the things that actually get, get us back to why we're here uh, as humans. And that can reset the body and reset the mind. And if we can do these things consistently, then we do find harmony within ourselves and everything else around us. Yeah, you're right. Totally. I mean, that, you know, a lot of my Koori fan, Koori friends, um, you know, the biggest thing is uh, the earth is our mother, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, and if you if you wake up in the morning with that as your mantra, mm. yeah, I totally agree with you, mate. Yeah, absolutely. And, and everything that you ask for will come if you if you don't force it. You know, if you want to try and bring something into your life, if you're peaceful with that intention, then that can come into your life. So if you say to yourself, oh, I've got to run this fucking marathon and I've got to, I've got to do so many Ks and this, that, the other, uh, you're forcing it and, and that's going to lead to injury and, and so forth. But if you say, yeah, I'm going to get up, I'm going to really enjoy this, then all of a sudden you do it at a peaceful state, uh, then everything will start to work better and, uh, and you'll start to flow with it rather than force against it for sure. Yeah. Look, the most elite and the champions of the champions, say in the tennis world and cricket world and, you know, uh, surfing, Kelly Slater, all that, mm. they've all got time on their hands. When they, mm. when Kelly Slater takes off on a wave, it's time, it's effortless. Mm, and he just has time on his hands. Why? Because he's living in the minute. He's not thinking too far ahead. Mm. He's not thinking about the wave he just stuffed up before. Um, you know, the tennis players, you know, Roger Federer, you know, he's just, he's living in the minute. Yes. And to live in the minute, obviously there's success there. Uh, so we should all be focused on just living in that minute. Yeah, and that, that, that takes work because we've been so, uh, we've been so dominated to, to be constantly thinking and um, the education system takes us that way, but we've got to be able to, to, to reverse that to, to find that, that, that oneness again, the stillness, the, 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 the natural sort of uh, benefits that come from all that type of stuff. And it's within all of us. So a guy in a prison's in a, in a locked cell. Uh, he's, he's getting punished and all that. They're not really uh, getting any rehabilitation, you know. Um, and if you're in an office, it's no different. If you're uh, in, a, in a coffee shop like the business that you run, it's no different if you are denatured. Uh, so it's yep. really important to get out and get get re-natured again and rewild it again, so you can reconnect with yourself. It's not rocket science, I don't reckon. No, it's not. It's not. But we, you know, whilst you and I are sitting here stating the obvious, mm. um, you know, there's a lot of people out there that, um, you know, that that they, they've lost their way. That they absolutely they've they've overplayed the play mm. uh, to stay sane, if you like. That's right, mate, and, and 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 this is why we're doing what we're doing to try and you know, help help encourage and identify with people that are listening out there. They're jumping on a tram, they're going to work, they're coming home. They're they're in that built environment consistently to be able to give themselves space just to reconnect. That can be done through listening to uh, meditation uh, in the morning, uh, or it can be done through just getting back to nature and those sorts of things that help them get back to their, their true self again. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree, mate. And I agree totally. It's a big effort for you to come from where you've come from, uh, to be an elite sportsman when you're a young guy, to go into drugs so heavily and come out to where you are now. So you're 50, you're, you're doing these incredible athletic things, and, and that's 
can going to continue. You're running a really good business. And what's the name of the business again? Crema. Yeah, I've got a Crema Espresso. Twelve years ago, we set up our first Crema Espresso. Uh-huh. Um, you know, we had had some people that believed in us uh, a long time ago. My family and. You know, when I come out of rehab and all that, they gave me a second chance and I bloody took it and I seized it. And, mm. and yeah, we've been successful ever since um, with that. But, you know, we just do the reps, mate. There's no shortcut to anything. You know, you just got to do the reps every day. Mm. You know, I know I'm I'm a reformed addict and, you know, I, that, I, I don't take that lightly. I, 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 I get up at 3.50 in the morning and I, I do my bit for me mm. uh, so that I can... Uh, I can share that, you know, in in good emotion and and be the best possible version of myself uh, for the people around me. Mm. Um, mm. Now you often find often find the most selfless people out there uh, tend tend to be not being the best version of themselves. Mm. I really believe you've got to have a little bit of selfishness in you to to make some positive deposits in yourself mm. on your own to be uh, to be able to contribute to family, to friends, uh, to society. I really believe that. Yeah, yeah, and, and this is ancient wisdom that they always said you've got to devote 10% of your day to, to your well-being. You know, yeah, if you can do, totally. If you can get up at, at uh, 3.50, but by, by, by the time it's 6 a.m., you've basically devoted nearly 10% of your day to your well-being by doing things that help you connect. Um, and without a doubt. Yeah. And, and, mate, that time, that time in the morning gives you every opportunity to do that without distraction. Mm, yeah, the mind's most, most, um, most still and content, you know, so you're able to really tune in to yourself and, and to everything around you. Yeah, 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 totally, mate. Mate, totally. Um, we've we've uh, we've got to shoot off. I know you're busy, and I really appreciate uh, your time. We could really talk about this much longer, so I'd, I'm going to encourage you to come back onto this podcast uh, in the future to talk more about your journey and to be able to help the listeners understand a bit more about addiction and and, and what you're doing with athletics and so forth as a 50 year old. And there's some big things happening for you this year, so. Uh, stay tuned with Scotty Page and uh, and follow him on uh, on Instagram and also whereabouts can people get in contact with you, mate? Oh, mate, look, I've um, you know I've got a few little projects on the Gold Coast. Um, I'm just actually about to take eight runners to their first ever, uh, well, a few of them to their first ever full marathon, the so road marathon, right. which is a really big buzz for me. It's it's kind of given me the zest for, for, you know, to train for a marathon. I haven't run a, a full marathon on the road for about five years. So, mm. yeah, I'm excited by that. That's, uh, that keeps me going. We're on the southern end of the Gold Coast, which is a, a beautiful place to uh, to experience this last year of, you know, COVID and all that sort of bullshit. Mm. So, um, yeah. yeah, man, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm not an active, you know, I'm not super active on, on social media nor do I want to be. Uh, yeah. I've got two beautiful daughters, a t- teenage daughters and a beautiful wife, and we live up in the hills at the back of Crumman, so, yeah, yeah life's right. good, man. If anyone wants life's to get really hold good. of you, they, they can get hold of me, and you might be able to do some mentoring or maybe some public speaking as well. I'd love to, mate. Look, yeah. I've got to say, I've got to do a quick shout-out to Wild Earth, mm-hmm. who is an adventure company on the Gold Coast. They've been fully supportive of what I've, of what any crazy idea uh, <laughs> that I've ever done. Uh, Chris and Jimmy and the and the great team at Wild Earth have always been fully supportive. And you know, adventure starts in their store. 
um, you know, and they've uh, they've been really cool to me. So yeah, you, know, you can always get, always get in contact through the Wild Oats family. Yeah, I know I know them well, and uh, there's also a good friend of mine from Tassie, Hanny Alston, has got a very similar business. And anyone that wants to get uh, uh, back to getting into the into the natural elements, they've got everything you need. So yeah, really really uh, grateful you brought that up, mate. Yeah, and they've done, you know, you, they've done they've done the reps. They've been out there in the adventure, adventure. You know, you walk into there and they can share some stories with you. And honestly, that just gives you that uh, that desire to go out there and 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 create your own adventure. Yeah, been there and done it. That's it. Makes a difference. Oh shit, yeah. All right, mate. Thank you very very All much. All right, mate. I'll, um, mate, thanks. That was great. I really enjoyed that. And you know, it. I hope to uh, down the track to. Uh, to dig right down into the, uh, you know, the, those those few of those rabbit holes I was in, mm. uh, and how I pull pull my way out of it. Yeah, we'll we'll talk more about that. All right, buddy. Okay, just mate. just one sec. I'll uh, talk to you soon. Okay, mate. Thanks, champion. Cheers. There you go, guys. Scotty, a very uh, quick conversation. We could have talked all night. Uh, sorry, there was a couple of interruptions there with regards to uh, the phone dropping out and so forth. So please. Uh, um, uh, please ignore that. Hopefully, uh, that's okay. It didn't uh, didn't disrupt things too much. So, thanks for being here, guys. Joining in, appreciate your feedback, and uh, yeah, really great uh, guy, uh, Scotty, to be able to learn from. So, hopefully, uh, you'll get some uh, some nice tips out of our chat. Talk to you soon. Cheers.